right, so look, we're back with the all new show. Now, you know, I always come to this show with the plan to get through it and still be on the pathway to heaven. And today we have somebody with blue and damaged, you know, Tamala Mann. Welcome to the show. Look. Thank you. No, look, I'm, wow. a, I'm, a, huge, I'm a huge fan, but this show, it has no guardrails at times. You know, we had Marvin Sapp here not too long ago, and, and I got off. I said, okay, Lord, you got me through. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the train. We're going to hold you. We're going to hold you up. Thank you. No, I'm, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I remember when I first moved to L.A. years ago, uh, I made me and my friends, we went to Walmart, and we bought the Tyler Perry play super pack that had every Tyler Perry play in it. And I and I think you and your husband have been in almost every single one. Um, how at I- the, in the Go beginning, ahead. yeah, we were. So how iconic was that time when you all, I mean, I don't know who created that movement, I think, but at the time it was you all who had such a, um, just a, a meteoric rise to just notoriety with all of us who were enthralled in the Tyler Perry plays. Man, we had no idea that it was going to take off the way it did. I mean, for all that to happen, I think it registered with all most people's homes, especially black households, of having some a grandmother like Medea and an uncle or a grandfather to dress like Mr. Brown and act like Mr. Brown. Cora, you know, I'm the peacemaker, so I'm just always trying to hold everybody down. But we had no idea that it would do what it's done and the characters to be accepted the way they were. What what was the energy like on stage? Because I remember all my family going to see y'all in Philadelphia every year and they wouldn't miss it. What was that energy like? And do you miss that energy being on stage performing like that? I do. But when we did the farewell uh, at the end of 19 and in the top of 20, it was incredible because we all hadn't been on stage together in over 10 years. It was an incredible Mm. feeling. It was fun for me night after night, even back then, because I laugh. You know, they get on me for breaking character (laughs) because if they say something funny or something new, improv, I'm just going to laugh. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. And but the energy and our chemistry together was amazing, and I just enjoyed it. It was just fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of chemistry, oh, sorry, I was going to ask a, a chemistry question since she mentioned ahead, that. Ahead, ahead. Um, right before we went on, I saw your husband behind you, and yes. I just love you guys as a couple. And I have a question because during quarantine, a lot of us broke up because we were stuck around <laughs> each other all the time. <laughs> he's always around you, like always, even at work. And so my question is, as a couple, how do you keep liking each other? You know, he's my best friend. And that's the true, that's a true statement. I'm not making it up. We do everything together. But honestly, it's what I prayed for. I wanted somebody that was doing the same things that I did and liked a lot of the same things I like. And it works for us. We started together singing as teenagers. And, you know, this year we celebrated 33 years of marriage, but he's my best friend. We enjoy each other's company and I'm serious. He still gives me goosebumps and still make me laugh. So we really enjoy each other and we built everything together. So it's a lot of fun just hanging out with him. And watching one of the the plays that you two were in where he played, I want to say he played your father. This was a family reunion. I have to tell you a funny story. Um, a funny story. So my brother, Paul, who I raised from a kid to when he was 18. And I tell you, uh-huh. we used to watch this, this, these plays over and over and over to the point to where he rem- remembered them. We went to church one day and this, and we were literally in the middle of prayer 
eyes closed, head bowed, holding hands and everything. And this woman walked in with a black and white dress. And as quiet as it was, he said, let me tell you something. Oh, yes. Because that's what that's what Judy Pe- her name was Judy Peterson. That's how, what she was wearing. <laughs> Listen, I knew what he was doing, but that's not what the church knew he was doing. And it was the most embarrassing, hilarious moment ever because it took me back to that scene with all of you in the play. And I mean, when I tell you, I fell out laughing, but then also the conviction came over me and I had to catch myself. Those plays brought so many good memories to so many people. You know, a lot of people nowadays don't think that you can have a successful career by uh, sharing love and positivity and good energy. Uh, You know, what do you think about that? I think it's, you know, when I think when you're called to me, I feel like my husband is called to bring the funny. That is just something that a gift that God gave him is to bring laughter and it's like a medicine and it really does help rejuvenate people. It helps release stress. And I think it's important that we just share, like you said, just some good old great inspiration. And it, it has, it don't have to have like a title on it that, you know, or for his church, it's like, you still can have fun and go to church. Mm-hmm. It, we don't have to be sour pickles, you know? When mm. you look at when you look at the success of Tyler Perry, you've been around him from pretty much the beginning. You know the humble mm. beginnings of being someone who's homeless to you know now at the top of the production game and being as influential as he is, and watching his rise and you being a part of that. Does it feel? Do you feel the success or the 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 um, the the community that it took to help get Tyler to where he is? I do. I, I feel the success, the success, and I can appreciate him being a director from we first started in 1999. To see him directing from 1999 to now, to see what he's grown into, all I can do is support him and just thank him for all the work that he's put forth and just having a mastermind and a plan and a goal and working toward that goal. And in that, in the meantime, he's taking people with him. I've, you know, I've prospered from being with him and doing the plays. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he was the only one that was getting a new house or a new car. We've we've been able to grow with him. And it's, I really, really appreciate him for just keeping so many people working and just having a vision, not just for himself, but for other people and to give other people hope that we can do this thing. We can own a big, uh, big company and, and still prosper and not, and do it right, the right way. Well, we're paying our taxes and doing things like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, from the outside looking in, it looks like one big highlight reel from the plays to the DVDs, small screen to the big screen. But I want to know, has the industry ever weighed on you and your family where at one point you felt like maybe this is something you didn't want to do or it was some hardships? No, I mean, you know, with every job, it, it happens where sometimes you may disagree. I mean, you know, what the boss says. I mean, everybody's been on the job that you didn't agree with what was going on. The man was just being the boss, and you have to have structure. And sometimes it's hard for people to receive structure, especially our people, our community. It's like we feel like we got to be at odds and going against each other just because somebody wants to have structure. But, you know, I've, I've had to defend him in, 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 in a lot of cases. And uh, I'm for what's right. That's, that's the type of person I am. I'm for what's right. There's a wrong and there's a right. And, and that's it. Now, like you, I mean, I've been very open with my weight challenges. I recently lost 120 pounds, struggled with my weight. I remember 
uh, when Cora at the family reunion was at her heaviest, they were making mm-hmm. a lot of fat jokes on that show. And I was, I was third party offended for you. How did you handle as an actress? No, I'm serious. When they were making weight jokes, I'm like, okay, now we the three jokes we in now, we get it. You know, at some point I wanted to say, don't up, say it no more. I was about to call up Cora and I was about to bring the homies. We was about we was about to get Tyler for you. Was there ever a point when you were feeling like it was too much or or were you internally struggling with your weight and the jokes were happening where there was a conflict, or did you just ride with it? You're just a team player and I'm just gonna ride with it. I'm a team player and riding with it. But see, the thing for me is I've been heavy my whole life. I came into this world weighing nine and a half pounds. Jokes have always been there. And with my family growing up, you know, a lot of times we did that tit for tat, but we call it high side here in Texas. So it's like, if you said something about me, of course, I learned to talk, you know, to have like a smart mouth and say something back and not just take it. So I really didn't have a self-esteem problem with it but I just wanted to it frustrated me when it came to like shopping you know just finding things for myself but the jokes on stage they really didn't bother me because my family got my brothers that's next to me got me ready for the world even Mm -hmm. at school when I was you know people said jokes it didn't bother me I used to say yeah I might be fat but I ain't ugly so you know it's like (laughs) I always (laughs) always had a comeback so I didn't let that get me down but my weight struggle to really make my mind up and what I talked about even on this record is that I don't want to be a liability on my family. I've been blessed not to be sick with di- dealing with diabetes and hypertension. So I just want to keep it that way where I'm not a liability on them, where I'm taking care of myself and doing things and, you know, do- doing things healthier, picking healthier. But then you went and got snatched because I remember that one award show you had that red dress on. I can't remember what show that where that was, but I remember you getting up out of your seat and all you had you had got snatched. How did you lose the weight? Like what was the process for you? Because for me it was the gastric sleeve. I'm been very open. I went and got the sleeve and then I had to switch up my eating habits. But what was it for you that worked to get um to get slimmer? I started out with like the Atkins diet. Well, I was doing just the protein thing and then changing over to making making choices of keeping like the lower um, carbohydrates and starting to work out. And I did later uh, here, you know, to did, did some different things to just try to uh, really a mental thing to 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 because I kept it's all about what you eat. And it's like for me, I kept falling into old habits. So now I'm just trying to learn new habits. Cause I don't care what kind of surgery you have, you can gain weight back if you're not doing the right thing and not choosing the mm-hmm. right foods. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a mental, it's definitely mind over matter for sure. Yes. And it's like a everyday, that's what the, that's why I got the title from overcoming. Cause it's a day to day walk that I'm trying to overcome and selecting and choosing the right things, even for how, how I treat people. You know, it's like, I'm, I try to think before I just say something. So, because, you know, we're not, I'm not ever wanting to be a person who crush people. I always try to be an encourager and I know people are watching me and I came out with the weight and talk about it because I know I'm not the only one dealing with the weight issue. Your faith clearly means a lot to you. Um, and it, it's, it's so beautiful the way it comes out because some Christians have a bad rap for being judgmental. Nothing about you feels judgmental. You feel like a light, right? But I'm wondering, have you ever had any struggles about being in the secular world while being a woman of faith? Because they often seem to contradict each other, we would think. Well, for me, I I, I feel like 
the Lord is always watching. You know, the scripture says his eyes beholding the evil and the good. And I look at making him proud and pleasing, pleasing God. So when I'm out and about and doing my everything, you know, I just don't look, I look at, not that their eyes are just looking on me, but I want to make my heavenly father proud. And I just, I try not to be judgmental because I feel like I may be the only church or the only way to God that somebody sees. So I want to just leave. I just want, you know, like you, a legacy. You just, I just want to leave a good, my path, just leave a good path for people to even follow. And it's not like we, like I said, we're not sour pickles. You know, we get upset just like everybody else. And I, I don't want to try to paint a perfect picture here because I'm not in no way. I probably have not greeted somebody the way that I should have, especially like at five in the morning, getting off a plane and people say, I want to take a picture. I'm like, would you want to take a picture at 5 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> Let's just be honest. You know, I'm like, I'm a woman. I have that time of the month where you really don't, you crabby and you don't want to. But sometimes I have you got to put the face on because that's what we do. But I just try to be in a good a good example, not be better than nobody, just be a good example. Well, you do have the song, the song that was number one, "Take Me to the King." I think every time I'm ready to fall out, I say, yeah, "Take Me to the King." I start singing a hymn or two because it really was a song that you know that 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 does embody the spirit of just wanting to you know, uh, have that deeper connection to God. What inspired that song? And did you know once you recorded it, like when you walked out the booth and said, yeah, that that right there, that, that's going to be a hit? Oh, Jason, I did not. And Kirk Franklin wrote the song for me. Oh, and wow. we had no idea that it was going to do what it's done. Our thing is, I told him, I said, bro, because I've been knowing Kirk since he was 15 years old. We started singing in a group. Right out in high, right after high school for me, and he was still in high school. I said, just write me something good and give us. I said, we're gonna ask the Lord what to give us to bless the people. That's how I go about selecting the songs. And once it, for instance, we put the song out, and then Jason, it's like it took a, like a wildfire caught. It's like it caught hold and it just kept going. But we had no idea that it would, you know, encourage so many people. But that's what it's all about for me is to be able to be an encouragement and to uplift, give somebody hope. Because a lot of people feel lost, like they're in this thing by themselves. Nobody else is suffering, but you are. Sometimes you can have some money and you still can be in a bad place. That's what people have to understand. Just because you have finances doesn't mean that you don't have trouble. Mm -hmm. we well, sp well, speaking of Kirk, when, him, when we all saw um, when him and his son had their falling out and it was very public, and then, mm -hmm. you know, people were trying to expose Kirk and this or this or that. I think people see a you or a Kirk or even your husband as as figures in our mind, not human beings. And sometimes all of us as human beings fall short. When you saw that, were, were, were you wanting to have people people to have more empathy and understanding and patience for a very private family situation instead of all the judgment? Yeah, I mean, but you're going to have some both ways. You know, you can't, We, I figured out here in life, I'm 55, you're not going to please everybody. I mean, and I've been knowing Carry On since he came into this world. So the thing about it is I know my nephew and I know my brother. So I just hate that they got caught in the line of fire like that. But, you know, it's like, but we're not perfect. Just like I was saying, we're not perfect. And, you know, so happened for me. 
I kind of got delivered from cussing. Well, I used to be a bad cusser, but I don't cuss like that. Uh-uh, Tamala Amanda, Tamala Amanda ain't never cussed a day in her life. I don't believe I can't that. imagine it. Okay, but I, I okay, can If I ever get a clip of you cussing somebody out, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna say, take me to the king right now. I'm <laughs> no, but let me tell y'all, this is this is this is true story, and I want to share this with y'all. <laughs> I was living with my sister and um, she had kids and, you know, of course at, at her house, you know, they party and they doing what they doing and they always doing it. So I was just start doing it myself. And one day I was like, in, I had got to where I, a cuss word was in every sentence, every, you know, every other word mm. it was, I was putting them in there. I remember how to do it now. <laughs> I do remember how to do it. I just don't do it no more. But my niece came to me at the time. She was like eight years old. She said, ain't Tam. And I probably was like 18. She said, you don't sound right talking like that. It convicted me so bad that even then I almost, almost about to cry right there. It convicted me so bad that even before all of this, that people, that somebody is watching me, you know, eyes are up on me. So we all have to be careful because you never know who's listening and who's looking at you. And she said, it doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. I'm telling y'all, it, it wasn't long after. I just completely just took it out of my vocabulary. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me, well, first of all, I can't believe Tamala man ever cussed, but you mean to tell me you're a Gemini, which Blue is a Gemini and y'all be so up and down. Gemini. I'm a Taurus. You know, <laughs> uh, so you just you made that up. Like, you, act like, you act like a Gemini, Blue. So I just made I you. But as a Gemini, <laughs> you, some of y'all be up and down where, you know, it'd be like the angel right here. I can, but I mean, but I'm the type of person, if we have a misunderstanding, I'm going to let you know and you're going to know. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm just going to tell you. But I'm also very forgiving at the same time. You have to do a whole lot to make Tam mad. You got to do a whole lot for me to even just turn you off or stop fooling with you. You gotta, you gotta do something, a, ho- a whole lot of things for me to stop dealing with you. So I'm even with my birthday being in June. Yes, they say it's I'm a Gemini, but I just, I just kind of deal with it and then I'm done with it. Mm. You're a saved Gemini. You're a saved Gemini. <laughs> Now I I have to confess I don't cuss but I do say the n word. Oh, oh, oh my god! I like that. that. Just, okay, we good. That just made my day, and I don't know why. I don't know why I'm that just, made my day. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I'm being That's transparent. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm, I'm not, not first. Okay. You, now, Tamla. Now, Tamla, when the hip hop when the hip hop stars start calling you to to cover a track, you know, just know it can come. Oh, you, they gonna ask me to do that? They gonna ask me to do that. Now, let me ask you: When you look at somebody like a like a you or Yolanda Adams, who again I revere, like y'all are everything. When you look at vocalists like that, who who also participate in the secular world, where they're doing the songs like Jesus Walks and stuff like that. Are you one of those traditional Christians that believe like, okay, now you, you, you playing around in the devil's den, or do you believe that that helps to bring some of the younger people closer to God? I think it could work both ways. Sometimes, you know, uh, if I'm asked to be on a track, it, you know, I have to make sure what it's saying and where it's going. 
because, you know, my affiliation, because I am trying to be a child of the Lord, not to say a child of the King, not to say nobody else isn't. But for me, I try to really stay in the vein of, I want to become all things to all men to win some, but that doesn't mean I'm going to lay down what my beliefs are. Mm-hmm. So I, my beliefs are my beliefs. Um, you know, I feel like God has given me a gift to come bring the good news, share the good news. My music is very universal. So, I, you know, we, I went into the markets of like R&B, especially with the plays. It may, it introduced me to so many people that don't go to church, but I feel like while I have that opportunity is for me to share, even through a song that hopefully will prick somebody's heart to just lead them to Jesus. Cause that's what it's about for me. Mm. Yeah. And I've always said that music ministry is just as important to what the preacher is, is preaching from the pulpit. Uh, I had an Instagram live one time with Warren Campbell and Erica Campbell and their church is in a gym at a school or it's in a theater at a school. And when I tell you, I felt the anointing in that gym more than I had felt in other places, because I feel like when you have that gift and when you have that anointing, and if you're a minister of music and you can usher people closer to God, you know, I, I think that that's something that you do have to safeguard and protect because not everybody has that regardless of where you're standing in the church. That's true. That's true. And it's everywhere. And I, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly because that's my thing. If you came seeing me in concert, I want to leave some kind of nugget with you to encourage you that there's still grace and mercy in this world and there's still hope for whatever situation that you may be dealing with or in. And sometimes we just need some guidance. You know, I don't, you don't need anybody to hammer you, especially if you're already down. That's one thing I learned with my husband. If he made a decision for the house and I didn't think it was the best one, but I was like, okay, we're going to see and we're going to try if, see if this works out as a business. And, you know, but I'm here to support you. I'm not here to tear you down, but we're here to tell each other if I feel like if it's wrong or not, I'll say if it's wrong. Or if I say you're doing a great job, I want to encourage you either way. Hollywood Unlocked sponsors include Universal Pictures' Candyman. Filmmaker Nia DaCosta directs a terrifying fresh take on the blood-chilling urban legend Candyman. Now, Candyman is produced by Oscar winner Jordan Peele. The legend of Candyman is, if you say his name five times in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. As Chicago's Cabrini Green neighborhood deals with being gentrified beyond recognition, visual artist Anthony McCoy, played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen, unknowingly opens the door to a complex past exposing the horrific true story of Candyman. A terrifying wave of violence is unleashed as Anthony's own sanity unravels, putting him on a collision course with destiny. Now, Candyman stars Yahya Abdul-Mateen, Tayana Paris, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, and Coleman Domingo. On August 27th, I dare you to say it, Candyman, 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 in theaters, August 27th. Can we talk about black love some more? I'm sorry, because how long you said you're you going on how many years of marriage? We celebrated 33 years this year. 33 years. And I say, if you look at social media today, it looks like it's a battle of the sexes. People are demonizing the word submission. And you're going on 33 years of black love. How do you mm-hmm. feel about the, the, this, um, this current mindset around marriage and relationship? Have you seen what's been going on on social media in this conversation? I'm literally about to ask that. I love that. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't. I haven't uh, here in like the last week or so, I really haven't been on social media, but to see 
what I've seen, I feel like a lot of us uh, people are afraid of the actual commitment and we Mm -hmm. run from the commitment. And my thing is when we got married in the beginning, we said divorce is not an option and we're going to work through whatever it is that we go through because you're going to go through something. You're going to have some days that's not so happy and feel you feel real crabby and bad because I did. I just don't like to argue, you know, so but for some people, I'm just willing to work through it. And some of us are willing to put everything on the line, you know, for a, something just happened for it's only for a minute. A lot of times if we talk about it, we can actually talk through it, but sometimes we're just not willing to talk through it. You know, it's like, we want it to be done. You know, right now, I can, you know, I hate to say it, but most of these young folks, y'all want it real quick. You want it to happen real quick. And you know, you don't want to go through nothing. You want everybody to give it to you, but it takes work. Marriage is work. It's just like you on your job to get better. You keep trying to create and recreate yourself. Marriage. That's why you see me with dark hair. Last album you seen me with short blonde hair. So I'm trying to <laughs> make I'm trying to make this thing jazzy, you know, to switch it up a little bit to keep my husband happy and whatever it is that I need to do to keep him home in this bed, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm. I love the question about submission because as a modern woman with traditional values, I always feel like when a man is protecting me, I can submit to him if he has values that I'm aligned with. But when I'm nurturing him, he's kind of submitting to me too. Um, That's so right. I, so I feel like submission actually work works both ways and doesn't have to be abusive. My question That's to you though is like the best relationships teach you something. What has your 33 years of being married taught you about yourself? What has taught me? You know, I'm still learning. First of all, I'm still learning and to to listen to each other and to communicate because even after, you know, every 5 10 years you change. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we try to do every year is ask each other, you know, talk through our vows. What do you need from me? Am I, am I giving you everything that you need? And we're just learning each other. And that's, I just, I just want to do better. So I want to ask him what it is that I need to do. And I think that's what's helped us along the way is working at doing better and pleasing him. And, you know, one thing we do is try to outdo each other doing for each other. I realized that my husband is outdoing me. He's standing in here now. He's really outdoing me where I'm trying to keep up, but it's like David notices everything where I haven't been like that. So I'm having to be more attentive. Mm. So I'm still learning, you know, as we go where he be this dude right here. I, the Lord blessed me with a real good one. Honestly, (laughs) not just cause he's standing here. Cause I would say it if he wasn't standing here, but I want people to fight for their marriages, fight for their relationships that they can work. Your husband is an He told my here's he told my here's <laughs> I'm telling you, he's he's been there the whole time, Jason. He, oh, he just to walked back in. No. Just he just walked back in, but your he's husband, usually really close. Your husband is a pure, absolute, complete fool. Everything <laughs> he does. I cannot stop laughing. Just when he walked in the room, the scene again, when he had his dead wife in a Pringles can. I was like, you know what? I'm oh. done. I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> his not. To watch all you know, because <laughs> you know, again, you know, those plays, you, your music, everything that you guys have done, whether it's music, TV, uh, the plays, film, it's all ex- escapism for a lot of us who are going through just the everyday stuff of life that we have to get through. And I really feel like 
we need more of the light in our lives that you guys bring and to and for people to be able to listen to this interview and see like you're also human you also have to actually yes. actively work on your relationship and you know work on not cussing you know those are things i think that will make you more human to people now, has there ever been a time where you've just like wanted to give up on the industry where it was either too much or not enough of what you expected or needed well yeah i did want to quit one time because i was trying to work an album and we were filming uh man and wife at the time and we were filming it in inglewood california and uh I was running my lines. This is funny. I was sitting in the tub and I just bust that crime because it's like I was so tired that I couldn't retain any of my lines. And I just broke down and told David, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do it because it's just too much. And I have been there a couple of times because singing is my first love. Hmm. But acting is like icing on the cake. So there has been times, yes, that I did want to quit. Mm. And, and the, what, made you quit, what made you push through? My husband. My Come on husband. now. My husband. Because, see, we get to live in each other's world. David loves the acting and all that part of being in front of people in that aspect. Me, if I'm just singing in the studio and just singing, I'm, that is, I'm happy. But when it comes to doing the acting part, I really have learned to live in that world with him. And then he's always supporting me in the music. So I'm like, he supports me, so I got to go support him. So that made me not quit on him. That's honestly why I didn't quit. So August 6th, 10 days before my birthday, you have a new song, Overcomer, coming out. Um, what what ex, what uh, inspired that? What inspired is the parts of my journey, talking about the weight, talking about my I had double knee surgery the last over the last five or six years, the pain and dealing, working through that, not knowing if my legs were going to, you know, act right especially with this material and then actually also what women go through is menopause so that put my family and myself through some some challenges over the last few years and so i've just wrote about overcoming these areas and um i'm talking about conquering again overcoming finishing that because like when you talk about weight and you said you yourself that been dealing with that it's a journey and it's something that I'm working on that another song is entitled Healer, that the Lord is our healer, and we can overcome all these things. So that's where Overcomer comes from. So the whole album is Overcomer, and then every song on the track falls under that umbrella. So there's a theme to every song of how you overcame? Pretty much, yes. Wow. We're talking about overcoming, conquering, knowing I, my final answer to God is yes, and even yes to myself and making these different changes. And Help Me is my new single that's out now. I also have a video out. And I realized that I needed help. I was vulnerable. I put down the thing to ask. I need help. And in sincerity, sometimes we know where our help comes from God, but we need earthly help to just not be ashamed and not allow our pride to take over us to even ask somebody, hey, I need some help. And sometimes we just need some earthly help. You know, it's interesting because recently, you know, Blue always jokes around about how I'm a manifester and I really do believe like, you know, I believe mm -hmm. in the higher power. I believe in God. I speak it all the time, even in all my antics where people think I'm a crazy lunatic. I always <laughs> give honor to God. But recently I, I just talked on a show where I manifested this relationship with Rihanna and I was saying that it was not a, it was not luck. Luck is when you win the lottery. 
You know, for mm-hmm. me, when you put out the energy of what you want, good or bad, when you put out the prayers, you know, for what you want, and when you show gratitude, even when things are great, or when you pray and thank when things are great, he's listening and you're going to get what you asked for. I, I, I find it to be a really simple formula. I wonder why so many people who don't believe they can overcome don't get that. Well, I think what happens that I have learned that it, he works according to your faith. The law works according to your faith. When you ask and you're praying, but if you start doubting and having misbelief, unbelief, that kind of cancels out the prayer that you pray. So when you pray and you ask God for these things, for those who are watching and listening, believe it when you pray. Believe it and it will come to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking about how my, my teacher once told me, because I went to a Catholic school, and they used to always say, you don't get what you ask for, you get what you believe. Um, and that just resonated with me a lot. You know what's so interesting watching this interview is that how much of a super fan Jason Lee is. And I know for a fact that half our viewers are like, Jason Lee is a huge gospel fan. So uh, I'm, I'm curious. I heard no, it. I know. But so I'm curious, are you, do you have any other surprising fans like Jason who nobody would ever expect? Like is Snoop Dogg bumping, taking me to the king? Like I'm wondering who else you have in your Rolodex. Um, excuse me. Two chains. Hey! Oh, Jason Lee so and Two Chains. Wow! But it's but you you I was it's crazy that I've met some guys that are real, and me and my husband was talking about it that are real like hardcore cool dudes. Cold. I mean, it's like you know, like rapper. But when they see us, they be like, "Man, this almost like they humble down and like I really enjoyed your music. Your music helped me." And it to me, I'm like. You know, two chains had a mama or grandmother took him to church. Snoop had yeah. a mama or grandmother took him to church. We were all raised understanding that that there's a higher power that guides us all. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, let's not talk about Snoop now because, you know, Snoop had a gospel album that actually. He did. One. Yeah. He you know, did. That's why I mentioned him. Yeah, he did. This is, this is what did. I love about our culture, though, because we are not monolith. Like we all come from different places and stuff. But, you know, I was just talking to Leandria Johnson this weekend right after I was hanging with Rihanna. Just because I'm hanging with the uh, bad gal Riri don't mean that I'm not going to go and sing Jesus when I get in the car listening to her so no i i've been a huge fan of pamela man and her husband and the whole everything that you guys do now let's talk about the stellar awards because i've never been invited to that i don't know if it's because my christian card has been pulled or (laughs) but you i have to make me i have to make mention of next year that they pull you to come and present or something Ooh. Oh, I will, I will show up in my best Christian deacon outfit and I will, pre- I will present that <laughs> thing. Just be, I know you're going to be clean. You just be clean, as my nephew say. Just okay. come in clean. Mr. Jackson loves that. He loves to see y'all dress up and all that. He loves that. I will absolutely do that. When you're performing at a show like that, and you're looking in the audience and you see all these powerhouse gospel singers. Are you looking at them like, I'm about to sing y'all under the table right now? Or is or is there any or is there, or is it just all love? Because I know when y'all sing the way you sing, you know, Patty and Aretha had their thing. Are you looking at Yolanda and Cece like, don't try me, because I got you? Mm-mm, no. We're like, it's like all love. And you know, the Stellas this year to me was totally different from some of the ones from the past, maybe because we've all been locked up and haven't been out. 
but it was such a wonderful vibe in just the whole audience. It's like all of us were happy and we were all there rooting for each other. And when I get ready to sing, I'm nervous. I don't care who it is. And I'm like praying hard, like, Lord, please don't let my fear overtake me while I'm sitting back there waiting to go on. But I just look at everybody and we all have a charge to do. We all have a call to do, but we all serving the same God. It's a big enough pie where we all can have a piece. Mm. Really? So there's no, there's no hatred in the game? No. I'll say from me, from my point of view, because me and, my, me and David was just talking before we came on how we support everybody. We go buy everybody's music that, that comes out. We go buy everybody's music. We try to support. If, if it's not the whole album, I'm buying the single. But it's just how we are as people. I feel like if we could get our genre to support each other, mm-hmm. we would all be fine. Mm-hmm. We'd all be fine if we all support each other because we all have one cause. It's one cause that we're sh- here to share the good news and bring hope and inspiration and faith to people that talking about our God. Hmm. Now, assisted living on BET. <laughs> He tell me, oh. This is her shine. I don't want to be on her shine. Hey. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Hey. This, this is my, this my coach. Listen David is this between God, David, and Tyler Perry is why I'm the artist I am today because he was pushing me to, to move around on stage and David was like, you got to do this. You got to do this. So it's like, he's been a wonderful coach. He's Because I didn't want to do this, y'all. I didn't want to stand out on my own. David pushed me. Mm. Well, so speaking of Tyler, speaking of Tyler, Tyler Perry's assistant. Okay, now she's making sound like I'm Ike Turner now. Not, not <laughs> like that. No, I call him baby. You trying to make it like I'm Ike Turner? I call him. I was just letting her know she's a world class singer and that she needed to use that gift. I wasn't out there saying we're gonna sing or you're gonna be frying chicken tomorrow. Not like that. <laughs> he, he definitely didn't say anime eat the cake. She said little Ike. She definitely said little Ike. I did. I, I tell him that all the time. But he is, but I love what he does. He's working when all of us are sleeping. His mind But it goes back to like relationships are supposed to elevate you or motivate you to be great. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think what you both represent too, I've, I've been on this new thing where I think I'm ready for a relationship when I really know deep down, I'm probably not, is that when you are in a relationship, there, it's as much of a business relationship as it is everything else, you know, you know, the compromise, the negotiation, the, you know, figuring things out. Um, but when you talked about Tyler Perry, the assisted living, uh, the show assisted living on BET, tell us about that. I love the show and we've added new characters and it's getting gooder and gooder as Mr. Brown would say, because we, they've added some new act, uh, actors in and it is wonderful how we're building the house of the assistant living and it's going to be so much more to watch and laugh at because we got some crazy stories coming. But it is so mm. much fun just doing it. And F.A., the new guy that they added, he's he's from, actually, Af- he is from Africa. And I tell you, he is something else to work with. Him and Miss Aretha, uh, we're just having a whole lot of fun on the show. All right, so we have Overcomer, the album, coming out August 6th. We have the show uh, premiering on, I believe, August 1st or coming on August 1st. Now, the Stellar Awards, or is that the Stellar Awards? Well, let me go back. The Stellar Awards is August 1st. Let me, let me go back. We have the album Overcomer coming out August 6th. We have the Stellar Awards uh, where you're performing, airing August 1st. 
And then we have this show. What else is going on in your world that everybody should be watching for? Well, they could be watching for, uh, we have a new Christmas movie coming out this fall on BT. It's called Soul Santa, where me and David, is, where David and I are starring in. And then we also have another movie coming on Netflix with Tyler Perry. It's called Monday's Homecoming. And it is oh. going to be a lot of fun because what happened is Tyler was like, the world is just going through so much now. He said, y'all, I just wanted us to come together again and make people laugh. So this might be Madea's last one. I don't want it to be, but it Madea, might be. Madea needs not. to stop playing and just just live until it's over. I mean, we need another tour too because you know I, I'll have to say I never got to see a Madea play in person. I remember oh, when wow. I you never did. got to see a Madea play in person. I always wanted to. I, it was always sold out or complicated. I remember Prince was. When y'all did them in L.A., Prince was coming and everybody was pulling up and I wanted to go and I never got to see it. So when they had the farewell tour, mm -hmm. I don't know why I didn't go see that. But maybe when y'all do a, a Medea Has Risen tour, then I'll come to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Jason, what did you just pitch to them? <laughs> Medea Has Risen. <laughs> but I do also have my clothing line, guys. This Tamla Man collection is for our, our thick ladies from sizes 12 to 32. And it's at leisure, and I'm just in, hey encouraging y'all go to tamlaman.com for those right. who are watching, and thank the ones who have supported during the pandemic. I love all of y'all. Y'all have kept me going, and I really appreciate it. Tamla, if you need a model, let me know. Just letting you know. Oh, where, are, where are you? Just I'm in LA, so I'm just saying. Oh, I have to bring you down here to be my model. I will do it on, on behalf of Hollywood Unlocked, of course. No, nah, get do you I love this. It, it would be I a love honor. This. Uh, David I love said, "Don't threaten us for a good time." I mean it. I, I need to be around I David because I feel like it's this. contagious. Whatever you guys have going on, I hope it's contagious. I want to catch do. it. And I need to get your. I'm gonna have Vaughn to get your information so I can send you something. Amen. Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Come on now. Wait. 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 Do not, not wait. Not you get some from Tamala. You talking about Amen? We did. Okay. See Tamala, see how you brought see how you brought her closer to the Lord. If you could get blue to say Amen, look. It was worth it. <laughs> Blue, are you? Blue, are you? You're not that bad as, he, as he's saying. It, I right? am lovely, but you have taken me to the king, though. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. Along well, with I need you to listen. I need you to listen to help me and watch the video to help me and touch from you guys. I need y'all to go watch. Mm -hmm. I definitely okay. will. I'm going to watch it. I'm also going to help you by sending a scissor reel of Blue's greatest moments here at the show. But you don't know, you okay. dare. No, Dave. Jason, don't ruin this friendship. What we love is that you he accepted won't. us. He won't. You accepted us as we are, and we're grateful to be able to spend this time with you. And I hope to meet you in person one day because I am a fan, and I'm, I'm grateful for everything that you've done for all of us. Well, thank, thank you. you. I'm, hopefully, I get to come and sit with y'all in studio. Yes. That would be the point. Oh, Say it again, up. please. In Say it again. <laughs> I would do it. Whenever that happens. Well, thank you, Tamala, man. We love you. Appreciate you. Bye, David. I know. Bye, David. <laughs> are, are you hiding from everybody? Jason, are you hiding from everybody? No, can you see mm -hmm. me? No, she didn't mean about you. the studio. Yeah, I'm the studio, studio, Jason. We haven't been in the studio together oh, since COVID. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? No, I'm, I'm only hiding from the rappers at this point because, like, all the rappers are mad at me this week. <laughs> So, but you know, they'll, they'll get over it later. And you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to go to the BET Hip Hop Awards with a speaker that, and play Take Me to the King when I walk down the red carpet. Because <laughs> all of them need to be right there on the altar with me. All of them. Lord. Well, play, play, play something new. Play okay. Overcomer. Well, Overcomer, I'm gonna play Overcomer, and then and then when they start beating me up, Temple, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Help Me. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Jason, you're a manifester. Don't joke like that, Jason. You're a manifester. No, yeah, remember, I know. don't put that out there. You're a manifester. No, no, I know. I know. They're not gonna beat you up. They're not gonna beat you. Up. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. Well, thank you so much, Temple. <laughs> thank y'all for having me. I've enjoyed y'all this evening. Thank of you. Course. I love y'all. Y'all my new fam friends. Absolutely. Oh, this made my day. Anytime, we're here for you. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.